more paperless office discussion with Joe Kissel. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices Magazine, our free Flipboard magazine that brings you some of the best Mac, iPhone, and iPad productivity tips on the web. High in signal, low in noise, just like Mac Voices, Mac Voices Magazine includes information on how you can get more out of your Apple technology. Subscribe at macvoices.com magazine or search for Mac Voices Magazine on Flipboard. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. We finish up a conversation with Joe Kissel about the latest edition of his Take Control of Your Paperless Office book by going beyond just scanning your paper documents to talk more about new software and new options for your workflows so that you can be even more paperless. Let's go back and let Joe do the talking. So we beat on hardware, we beat on OCR. How about just software in general? Any any changes, any recommendations, or any options that those of us who already have implemented things should consider? Yeah. Well, you know, if you have a Mac, or for that matter, an iPad or iPhone, um, you may have noticed this, this feature in recent years called live text. So if I were to scan a page with text on it, or just take a picture of it, don't use any OCR at all, just a raw picture, just a JPEG, whatever, of uh, a page that has text on it. And I open that page up in preview. Oh, look, I can select things. I can copy things. I can even search in that PDF or, or in that in that image, and even if it's not a PDF, for a word or phrase. So Apple has been doing this with their built-in apps for a couple of years now. They have been making it easy to search within images. Now, for better or worse, there, there are limits to this. So one of the limits is if you, if you had a PDF that was just an image, not searchable text, and you open it up in preview, you would find that within preview, yes, I can search for words, but you couldn't search for words in that document out in Spotlight or in the Finder or in any place else. Um, Apple does not actually convert the PDF into a searchable PDF. It merely recognizes what it can, what it can see when the file is open and lets you search within that. And you can do the same thing in photos and in other places too, even in Safari with a screenshot or, or picture or something. So um, there are, there are circumstances in which OCR happens so automatically that you don't even have to care about it or think about it much. Um, Windows doesn't have anything quite like that. There are ways to get uh, roughly similar effect, but um, what's happening in operating systems, what's happening um, with you know built-in apps that, that Apple and Microsoft are including, is is certainly changing the picture a bit. I also mentioned things like cloud services. Some of the companies that I talked about in earlier editions of this book have undergone some changes. So Neat, Neat used to make scanners, physical paper, you know, document scanners. They don't anymore. Now they have a cloud service that does sort of document management, but it's mainly focused on receipts. 
Um, there used to be an app called Paperless by Mariner Software, defunct. Um, there used to be these cloud services that would connect to all of your like bank accounts and utilities and different things. Every month they would download all of your PDF statements, make them searchable and give you like a portal where you can, you know, see all of your statements at once and pay bills and do things like that. Uh, those are gone. They have all shifted their business models. And then there's, uh, there's Evernote. <laughs> uh, Evernote, you know, it's, it's an app that you can run on your computer, mobile device. It's also a cloud service and it does document management. And, you know, you can take notes in it and, and, and has a, a type of OCR capability. Uh, Evernote's undergone some upheaval recently. They were, they were bought by another company. The new company, uh, shut down. The, they, so they weren't profitable in the first place. Then they, they got bought, the new company shut down the US offices and I think one other country too, and moved all operations to Italy. And uh, everybody I follow on social media is like, get out now. You know, they, they, they're like, it might be okay, but it's not looking great. And I always had some, some issues with Evernote just in terms of the, the features and the way they do business. But um, now I sort of feel like, yeah, maybe, maybe not the safest choice. And uh, there are sort of a, lo a lot of stories like that. A lot of um, apps, cloud services, websites that either don't exist anymore or have significantly changed their focus, like used to be a consumer thing, now it's an enterprise only thing, or used to be this kind of a thing and that wasn't making any money, so now we're pivoting to that kind of thing. So uh, I that's one of the things I talk about in the book is just like the shift in how, not just like downloadable software, but services and sites are, are occurring as well. Um, yeah, on the Evernote thing, I'm with you. You know, un unfortunately, and it's also it's it's also not the only game in town anymore. It's no, not even necessarily the big not. dog anymore. It's no. it's it's one of the pack, and so. But it used to be. It used to be. Oh, it, it used to be. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. So now the good news is that you have all kind of options out there. Yeah. So. Joe, when but I, I feel like I have to say this since we're talking about the cloud. Um, you and I've had innumerable discussions of privacy issues. Anything oh, yeah. in particular that you would want to pay atten extra attention to beyond just our normal cloud discussions uh, when it comes to scanning your documents to the cloud and having OCR done on them in the cloud? Any, any service that I talk about at any length does have you know, security and privacy features, you you really shouldn't sign up for any kind of cloud service that doesn't offer super awesome encryption. Um, that said, most of the kinds of cloud services that we're talking about here are going to encrypt your data, but they're gonna encrypt it in such a way that the company itself could read the contents. In fact, they have to be able to read the contents in order to run OCR on it, in order to make it in some cases in order to, to give you the capability of searching them. Um, so you are running a bit of a risk relying on the cloud for 
it, if you're relying on the cloud for OCR and for document management, you need to think about those things. So if I'm if I'm scanning, you know, a bank statement or a credit card statement or something that has, you know, things I really wouldn't like for the public to know, about medical records, then um, maybe storing it on your own computer and encrypting it there and having encrypted backups, maybe storing it in an encrypted cloud service, maybe that would be better. Um, as always, it's a sort of trade-off. How, how convenient do you want things versus how private do you want things? Um, I personally do not use any of the um, cloud OCR or cloud storage uh, mechanisms for my own scan documents. I like to, to keep things nicely encrypted and, and local, but, uh, uh, but I do have, I certainly do have cloud backups, which are very, very well encrypted. Thank you very much. Um, so all I can really say about that is pay attention to it because, um, if, if you, if you were used to scanning something and just having a picture on your computer, and then later on you switch to a service that puts the stuff in the cloud and it seems like all you've done is made life a little bit easier for yourself. You might also be like making life a little easier for, uh, for the bad guys. But you know, uh, just as an aside, I, one of my other embarrassingly outdated books is on online privacy. Uh, that's the new update of that is, uh, hopefully coming in like a couple of months ish. Uh, got a couple of things I got to get through first, but uh, we'll we'll talk more about that when the time comes. That's another one we can all look forward to because that's another thing that just seems to be changing every few minutes. It seems. Um, okay, so let's see. We've done hardware, we've done OCR, we've done software. So I guess so. What's the next part of the PC equation? Uh, all right. So earlier you mentioned something about, you know, you got some statements on paper and I, I forget how you put it, but it was something like, you know, if you even do that anymore. And this book was supposed to be not just about scanning paper and then shredding it or something like that's a component of it. Sure. But I would, I would like to help you reduce paper from your life all around. Uh, I would like you to get fewer pieces of paper in the mail. I would like for you to have fewer occasions where you feel like you need to print something. And when I was looking at my old advice for like, you know, ways you might send an invoice without printing a piece of paper or ways, you know, you might, you know, your, your utility provider, your credit card might give you the option of receiving paperless statements. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's 2023. Everybody does that. It is it is almost always an option. There are still some situations in which you're going to get paper in the mail and you can't opt out, but like almost every financial institution and other service out there offers paperless statements and paperless billing and, you know, automatic payments because it's easier and cheaper for them. And that's why they do it, not because not because they're making life more convenient for you, but it's more convenient for them. It saves them time and money. It is also convenient for you because now instead of having to scan a document that I got in paper, I can just download a thing and I'm done. 
And so there were a bunch of things like that where I realized, oh, the world has moved on. Like, of course, I'm going to still mention that this is a good idea to do this, but I'll bet that 90% of my readers have just automatically already done this because that's the way everything has shifted. Companies are now charging you extra to receive paper statements, whereas the electronic statements are free. So that's one part of it. I also had this, this statement, you know, six years ago, like, in some cases, you might even be able to, uh, instead of printing out, you know, your concert ticket or boarding pass or whatever, you might even be able to just show somebody a copy on your phone. And, and I just look back at that as like, oh, that's, that's cute. That's adorable. I mean, like, <laughs> well, of course you can. Who, like, who, who, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't mean for this to sound insulting, but like who prints out things like tickets and boarding passes anymore? Okay. Some people do, even I do sometimes in certain situations, but mostly like if you use, uh, if you use an iPhone, you probably put stuff in the wallet app. If, if not, then you might just say, oh, I'm going to a concert. They emailed my, emailed my ticket to me. So when I walk in, I'm just going to show them a barcode on my screen and they'll scan it and I'm done. Um, so things like that, where, where previously you would have to have a piece of paper, either something that was sent to you or something you printed out yourself. Like we, we just don't do that anymore. It's just, that's just not how life works anymore. We've, we've moved beyond that. So my message in that portion of the book has shifted to, wouldn't you like, wouldn't you like it if you could try this new like crazy thing to, if you are one of those holdouts, come on, get over yourself and and come with us into the 21st century. We're you know more than a fifth of the way through it, so get with get with the the, the future. Okay. So does does the book or do you have feelings about about the workflow involved? And where I'm going with this to your point right now. I know I get that 20 page statement from my provider. I go over to my document scanner. I drop it in, hit the button, walk away. It not only right. scans it, it not only OCRs it, it files it for me into mm -hmm. a place where I keep everything. I yep. don't have a good workflow set up for the kind of documents that you're talking about. Is there a way to integrate that in easily? So if you are talking about something like a financial statement, um, the way I would personally do it is hit the button on my scanner goes right into Devon think now I do one of the other things I talk about is like are you going to just accept the file name that your scanner gives you or are you going to choose a different name are you going to intervene as you scan things and say oh let me type in a name for this let me decide where to put it or are you going to like scan in batches and do that later on I have opinions about this Let's 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 ignore them. Um, but anyway, I, I I get a thing into DevonThink, and DevonThink has this wonderful auto classify feature, where it it looks at the recognized text and it it compares that to the text that is already in different groups or folders that you have set up, and when it finds a a similarity, it says, oh, this is a financial statement, and oh, it's from this company and oh, it's in the state range. So it probably goes in this folder with all the other ones just like it. 
And so I don't even have to do anything to file it. It just, it just, I click a button basically, and it goes there. That's not the only way to do that sort of thing, but it's a nice way. So if you are talking about pieces of paper that you scan and they go into a place, um, that's how I would do it with physical paper. But if I downloaded that very same statement, then the process would be exactly the same for me. I would pop it into DevonThink, or I could even put it in a folder where it gets sucked in automatically and just say, okay, classify this. And it goes to where it needs to go and I'm done. So, and I can even do that. Like I say, let's select these hundred recently scanned documents, click auto classify and they go where they need to go. So that's how I would do it personally. Now that kind of process isn't going to help you with the, you know, movie tickets and boarding passes and, you know, all those other little kinds of things that you would print out to, to use just one time. But what I have in the book is sort of a, let's, let's do an experiment for a week or two, do whatever you were already doing. That is to say, print out whatever you were printing. And every time you take something off your printer, you just put a little initial on it. You know, let's say you put an F on it for this is something I'm going to need to file. And you put a, like, I forget what my, what my letters are, but you, you have some initial that means I'm printing this out because I need to give it to somebody or I need to mail it or I need to show it once to somebody as I'm getting, you know, walking through a door. Um, and you have sort of different categories and then you sort of say, okay, um, the things that I was just going to put in my filing cabinet anyway, um, could I just as easily download something and put it in my digital filing cabinet? The things that I'm printing out once to show somebody as I walk through a door, could I put that on my phone or my watch instead? The things that I am printing out just in case, uh, why would I even do that? <laughs> How about if I just file them instead? I scan them, file them. Maybe I put them in a little like uh, a little folder that is discard this in six months if it turned out I don't need it or something like that. But I, I'm, I want to sort of make people become aware of why they are still using paper. In what situations do you still feel that reliance? And in some of the categories of of that sort of habit, um, what would it take to start shifting that over to electronic? So I, I want to, I don't want to, this isn't the kind of book where I say, these are the rules you follow these or you suck. Um, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm like, I'm trying to make your life better. I'm trying to make your life easier. This is what I found from my experience and you can try it this way or you can try it that way, but do yourself a favor and at least do an experiment. Start noticing how you use this kind of thing now and see what would happen if I replaced a little bit of this with a little bit of that. I love that idea. It's a great exercise and one that I probably need to go through for for different things, not just paperless office, but it's a great way to adopt or change your habits and make you rethink things. Um, okay, so at this point, I'm out of questions because I've, I think we've hit the, the main areas I would think, I think about in either creating or revising my paperless workflow. What have we missed, Joe? What else do we need to touch on? 
You know, there's uh, let me here. I have I have my list of stuff that's new. Yeah, right, uh, right. We talked about that. Talked about that. Uh, mm -hmm, mentioned that. Uh huh. Uh -huh yeah. Uh huh. Oh well. Oh. Uh -oh. Uh, <laughs> I know that thing. You, you know. Okay. Another another one of those things that used to be like really. I could do that is is signing things without printing them out and putting ink on paper. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember when that was a novelty? Like, oh, I am I am very technologically advanced because I used an I like use an app to superimpose a picture of my signature on a PDF, and then I just emailed that to somebody and never had to be printed at all. Like, remember that when that was fancy? Oh. Um, and so that's another one of those things that like, no, that's just normal now. I mean, I have like bought and sold houses where all but maybe one or two signatures were electronic. And sometimes they are the like, just like, yeah, sometimes it's like, okay, so like the, the, uh, the mail carrier came to my house last week to deliver a package. Uh, it was sent from the US, it had customs due. So he's like, okay, uh, we're, I'm gonna use my phone. I'm gonna you know, take your credit card information. Would you just please sign your name on my, my phone screen? Okay, great, and, and you're done. Um, and so whether you were signing on a, on a touch screen or a touch pad or um, you know, using an Apple pencil or, or one of those kinds of methods, or you are simply typing your name in a DocuSign window and saying, you know, this is legally binding and clicking the right button, or whether you are dragging an image of your signature onto a line, um, signing things electronically has just become normal. Now, there are still some people that either don't know how to do it or feel like it's, weird or scary. And so I have some updated advice for such people. But um, but that that's just like another one of those things where while the world has moved on, and it is like, I, I, I had actually written in my book, you know, one of the few situations in which you might need ink on paper is if you have to get something notarized. Because that has that has I've had to had things notarized recently where it required ink on paper. Then I, then I did a little more research and like, oh no, no, there's online, there's online notary publics. You can, you can actually get things notarized digitally now. Like, oh, how about that? So, um, yeah, ink, ink on paper is just, is just, or, or toner <laughs> as the case may be, is just becoming, um, passe. And, uh, whereas, before this book was sort of geared toward um, people on the cutting edge of new technology. Now it's more geared toward Luddites. I say that affectionately. P people who are a little reluctant, resistant because of old habits formed over decades. I still still feel like I really need the paper. Well, I, I respect that, but maybe you don't. So try it this way, you'll be happier. So that that's uh, I'll pr I'll probably leave it with that because there's like 
there's way more stuff in the book. There, there's there's stuff about faxing because, uh, like, even in even in 2023, you know, dentists, doctors, um, lawyers still fax things to each other. Um, it's weird for normal people, but but it does happen in certain situations. And if you happen to get into a situation where you have to fax something or you have to receive a fax, even in 2023, yeah, yeah, you, you don't have to have paper. You definitely don't have to have to have a fax machine. You also don't have to have, so the last edition of the book talked about fax modems. Come on, really a fax modem, a fax modem. No, you don't need a fax modem. Nobody needs a fax modem. <laughs> just, just go to a website and click the, just, uh, Anyway, <laughs> but you know, Joe, it's as I hear you talk about some of these other things, it's interesting that even, and I'm a little embarrassed that my personal bias steered us toward, okay, how do I scan documents? How do I file documents? You know, doing that, doing the paperless thing and forgetting about the fact that there's so many other aspects to it. Um, like something as simple as in, in today's world, something as simple as digitally signing a document. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I know all this stuff is in the book and it's just, it's not always top of mind for folks. And I'm sure there are a lot of people out here that out there that this will be their first foray into going paperless. I can tell you, you know, once you do, man, you will never go back because it yeah. is so much easier to find things to document every, anything that comes in paper goes in the scanner for me. Cause then I can find it. If I, if I try to file it in the basement, well, that's just never, it'll, it's gone. I might, yeah. it might as, I might as well burn it because I'll never find it again. This book, like, like most take control books is sincerely trying to make your life easier, trying to find an area of pain and say technology and a little bit of know-how can make that go away. So whether it's, whether it's that, you know, this particular thing or it's automating your Mac or it's backing up or using, you know, one of the many apps we talk about, it's, it's all the same thing dealing with passwords. Like if, if you are experiencing frustration, pain with some area that technology can help you with, but you need a little bit of guidance from an expert to show you how to like get over that initial hump, we're here for you. So this is, I think, a quintessential example of, of what we do, and I hope that uh, everyone finds it helpful. I feel obligated to just point out that you think you might be saving a couple bucks because whenever you start talking about paperless and document scanners and all people say, oh, money, money, money. Yeah, it, it will cost you a little something to get into it. But once you do it, if it's, if you value your time at all, it's, you know, it's great. And if you spend a little more and buy quality, like Joe and I have with the scanners, literally years and years, I don't know, Joe, I'm almost ready to say decades, a decade ago, I'm still using that. And it's still doing everything I need might not be as you said, nice and bright and shiny, but it gets the job done. Yeah, I have had this scanner for more than a decade. I don't remember exactly when I got it. But I remember I was living in Paris at the time. And uh, I left Paris at the end of 2012. So yeah, so there you go. 
Um, we always have to ask about the pricing of the book, the upgrade uh, policies and all that um, at TakeControlBooks.com, of course, is where you Yes, of course. Uh, this book costs $14.99, which is sort of our usual standard price for most of our books. If you had uh, any of the previous editions, whether it was the third edition from 2017 or ones uh, older than that, uh, half price, $7.50 to upgrade. And uh, as always, we grandfather in people that bought the, the most recent edition fairly, uh, fairly recently. Uh, or if you would prefer for me to read it to you out loud over Zoom, um, I think I think I could probably do that for like $1,000. So, you know, whatever, whatever you'd like, you can pay $750 or $1,499 or $1,000. I'll, I'll take your money. Sure. Yeah. All, all you Luddites, email Joe and get him to read it to you. I like that. I like that. This is a new take control service. <laughs> you know, a, a thing, a thing, an idea that occurred to me that I, I, I didn't do and I wish I had done at the start of the pandemic was, you know, these, these scientists were publishing the, the genome for, for the COVID virus. And I'm like, okay, somebody needs to get on YouTube and just do a dramatic reading of the genome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, th there's no point to it except like, <laughs> it just, like, I don't know. It, it just, it seemed like an idea. The idea just tickled me and I didn't do it. And I wish I had done it. Um, I, I think that the time has come and gone for that particular idea, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think we need more dramatic readings. That's, I like it. I like it. So takecontrolbooks.com is where you go to get take control of your paperless office edition four. Yeah. Yes. Fourth edition. Fourth edition. Joe, thank you. I'm looking forward to going through this, revising my uh, my workflows. You've given me a couple things to think about, about what I've been doing, and that's kind of why we get the books, and that's why we need the upgrades. And at that price, I mean, it's super affordable advice that will save you a lot of headaches. And, and I will endorse this book. I'll endorse two, maybe three editions ago as the way it got me started. So if you are looking to get started, this is where you want to start. Joe, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll be talking again soon, or at least I hope we will, because I know you have other projects in the works. Boy, do I. <laughs> yes, we uh, will be talking again soon. All kinds of stuff to talk about. Sounds good. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. I hope you enjoyed this. I always enjoy all our conversations with the Take Control authors because they do such great work. So again, TakeControlBooks.com. Go check it all out. Joe's books as well as all the others. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with MacVoices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.